you are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 163 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's show and all week, we're talking about bullpen targets. So that continues today. I've talked about three other guys already this week, so go back, listen to those, and uh, see how we're trying to rebuild this A's bullpen for 2021. But uh, today, I'm going over a couple of proven closers that should be available for fairly low sums this winter. So I'm to go after the uh the Liam Hendricks replacements if you will so uh that's what we got going on today and I also want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you guys by Built Bar go to builtbar.com use promo code locked on and you'll get 20% off your next order also please make sure to follow us on social media at locked on a's on twitter and instagram I am at by jason b on twitter and if you have any questions for us please send those to locked on athletics at gmail.com So the first person that I want to talk about today is somebody that I mentioned last week when options were getting declined, and uh, that is lefty Brad Hand of the Cleveland Indians, well, formerly of the Cleveland Indians. He will be entering his age 31 season in 2021 and has tallied 105 saves over the last four seasons. So he knows how to get the job done in the ninth inning. I'm excited about that. He also led the league in saves with 16 in 2020. So why the Indians decided to turn down his $10 million option, I don't know. It seems like that was a good deal for him, but maybe not for him. But to retain his services, that seems like a steal at $10 million. But Cleveland was also trying to get rid of him, uh, placed him on waivers so that they wouldn't have to pay his $1 million uh, buyout clause and all that stuff. So they are definitely trying to save as much money as they can. So that's why they did it. That's why he is a free agent for any team to sign right now. And uh, I think that he'd be a great fit for the A's. As I said, he is a lefty. He is a seasoned lefty. He knows what he's doing in the ninth inning. And uh, on on the surface, though, he is a workhorse. He has totaled 79 and 72 innings in 2017 and 2018. Can't really take his 2020 numbers into account except for that save total, which is solid. But, uh, you know, you're not going to pitch as many innings in just a 60-game season. So uh, I'm not focusing on that. Uh, The Padres were using him like that with the 79 and 72 innings totals. But the Indians decided to use him for roughly 60 innings or so. And uh, he was on pace for that as well, uh, that roughly 60 innings in 2020. So uh, obviously a little bit lighter workload, but still getting in there a fair amount to getting the job done. He He's a durable guy. I like durable people. And, uh, you know, he can go a couple of innings if you need him to. Just got to stretch him out just a little bit. And he'd be, uh, he'd be good for two innings just like Liam Hendricks. So the case for hand is pretty simple here. Uh, he has been so consistent over the last five seasons, holding an ERA above three just once. And uh, that was a 330 mark in 2019. And the other four seasons, he has been in the low to mid twos with his ERA. So that is consistency that you love to see. Uh, I, I think that he'd be worth it. I'll get into what he's uh, expected to get here in just a second. But uh, let's build up the case for him just a little bit more. Uh, His walk rate has been solid during this run. It's been roughly at or below three walks per nine during this time frame. And uh, the home run revolution has not uh, affected him very much at all. His home run per fly ball rate is usually around one or below. And he didn't allow a home run in 2020. So 
if you're worried about giving up long balls in today's game, Brad Hand keeps it in the ballpark. You put him in, I mean, Cleveland's a decent, decently sized ballpark. Uh, Oakland, again, big ballpark. Harder to get uh, home runs over in Oakland, so the friendly Coliseum confines are not going to be hurting him if he does make the move to Oakland. And I got one interesting note on Brad Hand for you guys, and that is that his expected batting average against has ranked in the 95th percentile in four of the last five seasons. I know that expected stats aren't perfect, but if you have that kind of consistency, you're doing something correctly. And it's not like he's just overpowering guys. He's not a really hard thrower. He's hitting like in the low 90s with his four-seamer and the low to mid-80s with his slider. He's basically a two-pitch pitcher, but he's consistently shown that he's getting the job done. And that's my main thing with Brad Hand right here consistency. That is what I like about him is he has just been consistent from year to year over the span of five years. And I know that he's on the wrong side of 30, but bullpen arms tend to age a little bit better than anybody else on the diamond. You know, your, your uh, position players, your starters, all those guys, they they hit 30, you, you start expecting that little bit of a downturn. You can see uh, Yusmero Petit, he's like 36. He was still doing really good. So uh, bullpen guys tend to still be okay as long as they're not just, you know, throwing gas all the time. They tend to age a little bit better than regular players. So uh, that age 31 mark, not really a deterrent for me personally. So with all of these factors, MLB Trade Rumors is saying that Brad Hand is projected to get somewhere in the two-year $14 million uh, total range, so $7 million a year, which is a steal for Brad Hand. Uh, by comparison, Liam Hendricks is projected to sign. They, they put the Phillies because the Phillies need uh, bullpen help. Obviously, they have money. So uh, they just look like, hey, he's going to the Phillies for three years, $30 million. So he's projected to get $10 million a year, which is a decent sum of money. Uh, would the A's do him for one in 10? Uh, Maybe I don't know, but would the would uh, Liam Hendricks want to sign that? Probably not. I think he'd rather take the three and thirty from Philadelphia. So Brad Hand at two and fourteen seems like a very affordable player to be pitching in the ninth inning for the A's. And if an owner, <coughs> John Fisher, uh, thinks that that is too much money to spend on Brad Hand, then honestly, they shouldn't be owning a baseball team because that is an absolute steal for somebody who has been as consistent as Brad Hand over the last five years. So here's the second part of why I would like the A's to add an established ninth inning person this winter. Uh, one, they're going to be affordable. Uh, we got two in this episode. I got one coming up tomorrow. Uh, just guys that I think could handle the ninth innings. But with so many of Oakland's bullpen arms hitting free agency, that means that the A's are going to basically need to just redesign their entire bullpen this winter. Obviously, there are some guys that are sticking around like Deakman and Wendelkin that I feel are reliable arms for this team. But that leaves a couple of question marks and some empty slots in their bullpen as well. They just don't have enough depth right now. Uh, they have at least two open spots in the bullpen that I don't see replacements for, if not three, if Puck is not moving over to the bullpen. So, And then you got uh, Birch Smith. Is he healthy? I don't know. And you got Lou Trevino. Maybe. Uh, Jordan Weems? I don't know. So you got some question marks other than those two guys that I mentioned in Deakman and Wendelkin. So you got to solidify the ninth inning if you are the A's via free agency, I think. I'll go into the trade route in the second half of this episode because uh, I'm not a fan, so I'll give you why. But the reason that I think that the A's need to sign a proven ninth inning guy is because... Are, are the guys that they have right now reliable closers? Can they handle the ninth inning? Typically, the A's go with, eh, whoever, anybody can pitch in the ninth inning. That's fine. They just assemble a bunch of good relievers and figure out their ninth inning guy during the season. But uh, I think that with the A's window of contention at least halfway over, uh, with Olsen and Chapman hitting arbitration this offseason, uh, or the more likely scenario that they're going to be traded away in the next year or two before they hit free agency and all that stuff, then 
it feels more necessary to grab somebody with a track record of closing games this offseason to solidify the late innings, and then they can just reconstruct the whole bullpen from there. Whether that late inning option is Brad Hand or the person that I'm going to talk about here in just a minute, or another option that I'll talk about tomorrow, that's all up for debate. Who it is, is a debate. But I think that with how the baseball economy is expected to play out this winter, the opportunities will be there to fill Liam Hendricks' large shoes with a competent replacement via free agency. It's just a matter of whether John Fisher and his half-and-half gap hoodies will be willing to shell out a perfectly reasonable contract for a solidifying bullpen piece. So uh, that's that's my take on Brad Hand and why I think that adding a an established closer is imperative to the A's in 2021. So they got to do that this winter. Uh, but coming up on the show, I'm going to talk about one more established closer that is on the free agent market and that is also projected to have a very reasonable 2021 salary. So stay locked in with Locked On A's. I'll be right back. Today's episode of Locked On A's is brought to you guys by the best tasting protein bar ever. That's right, we're talking about Built Bar. The new and improved Built Bar is even more deliciouser. They have 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. They have six new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. They still have their original 12 flavors. You guys are familiar with those. They're all delicious. They're all protein bars that taste like candy bars and all their bars are covered in 100% chocolate they are soft and easy to chew and their bars are made for the health conscious person you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat and their bars are low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber and great for the keto diet so to get some of these built bars all you got to do is go to builtbar.com enter promo code locked on that is one word locked on and you will get a free cooler with purchase but that's not even the best part you get the free cooler that's that's fun you get to carry your bars around the house and do all the things that you do with bars and keep them cool and delicious but then you also get 20% off of your next order at builtbar.com when you use the promo code locked on you get 20% off at builtbar.com when you use the promo code locked on Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like hearing podcasts. Tell a friend. We got A's news for you guys coming all offseason. We are here daily, every single workday. So uh, yeah, you'll be getting plenty of A's news, plenty of A's takes, A's history, all that good stuff coming up for you guys this winter. So make sure to subscribe. Also, make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So the other reliever that I wanted to talk about today was Hand's teammate in San Diego and took over in the ninth inning when Hand was traded to Cleveland. And that guy is Kirby Yates. Yates is a, a little bit older than Brad Hand at 33 years old and total just four and a third innings in 2020 before getting a couple of bone chips removed in August. But MLB trade rumors is saying that the surgery appeared to be minor and he should have a clean bill of health heading into the offseason. So he's going to be a very attractive free agent for many, many teams. Anybody who needs a nice late inning option, Kirby Yates could be that option for a number of teams. And the reason that he could have so many suitors is because he did miss most of 2020, which means that he's coming off of an injury. He's probably going to want a one-year prove-it-to-me deal. MLB Trade Rumors is projecting him to get a one-year $5 million deal this winter. And that's presumably because of the, the surgery that he had in August. But in 2018 and 2019, Yates had ERAs of 214 and 119 and collected 53 saves over a season and a half in the closer's role. He also topped out at 60 innings in each of those seasons. So he can do 
do the job and do it really effectively. He's been, I mean, along with uh, Liam Hendricks, he was the other good uh, best reliever in baseball in 2019. So he's got the stuff to get it done. It's just a matter of, is he healthy? And that's why he's at that one year, $5 million figure. And if the A's can't come up with one million or one year, $5 million, uh, again, John Fisher should not own a baseball team because that is an absolute steal on a show me deal for somebody like Kirby Yates. Uh, Sherry's a little bit older, but I mean, it's not like he has a lot of mileage on that arm. So, uh, and also the analytics loved him in 2019, ranking him in, or he, they didn't rank him. He ranked himself in the top of 1% of the league in all of the expected stats as well as strikeout percentage and in the top 5% in walk rate. So he strikes a bunch of guys out. He misses bats. He does all of, you know, expected batting average, Woba, all the things that you want to see from a pitcher he excelled at. And he also didn't walk guys. So that is somebody you give $5 million to to see if they got it. And assuming Yates is healthy, it's easy to see why teams want him for next season. If he gets a bunch of one-year $5 million offers, though, he's basically going to have his choice of where he wants to go. And it might be back to San Diego because he's familiar with the team. They're a young and exciting team. Maybe he wants to be a part of some of their success because he's been there for a couple other down seasons. Maybe he wants to be there now that they're they are uh, the Slam Diego Padres. So maybe that's something that's crossing his mind but uh maybe if a team offers him a second year at maybe it's like 210 i don't know not 210 but two years 10 billion dollars maybe that kind of a deal could get him to sign on the dotted line for the a's or another contender because of the low projection i feel like he's going to have his choice of where he wants to go so the a's if they want him they may have to get a little bit creative in how they go about getting him maybe they make it an incentive laden contract they give him one year five million with another three million dollars in incentives like if he pitches this many innings this many saves and then they're like oh and this is all COVID adjusted too so if the season is shorter uh this is these are the marks that you have to hit instead Maybe that's how they go about it, because uh, I feel like he could be a very integral part of the Oakland A's uh, bullpen in 2021. So uh, I'm not saying that the A's would be the team to add an extra year, but I think that they can get creative if Kirby Yates is the guy that they really want to go after. And I think that for the A's to have their best shot at rebuilding this bullpen again, they're going to have to spend a little bit of money to get one of these guys or tomorrow's uh, guy that I'm going to talk about uh, in order to really lock down the ninth inning. And if they don't go for an established guy on the free agent market, then their next best, best option would be to see how the season goes up until the trade deadline and then trade for a late inning reliever who's having a good year. Uh, maybe that works, but I have many reservations about that. But I'll just give you my main two. And uh, the first one is that you don't want to trade away years of control from from the farm system because the A's need those in order to rebuild and replenish and do what they do uh, in order to land a short-term asset, especially a reliever, because uh, that doesn't generally make sense. If the A's were trading for one of the targets I mentioned earlier this week, they have years of control left, and that would be worthwhile because of that control. But if you're trading for somebody who has a couple of months left on their contract, that all of a sudden doesn't make nearly as much sense. If you're trading, you know, you can play with the innings and stuff like that for, you know, Josh Stallman or uh, Paul Fry because you'll have them for a few years. But if you're only going to get somebody for a couple of months, then really how many innings are they actually going to give you? Uh, not that many. And that's why I don't like trading prospects for relievers whatsoever. But the other reason that I have some reservations about taking this approach to it as opposed to just signing somebody in free agency is that sometimes trade acquisitions just don't gel immediately. Uh, like we saw with Jason Hamill in 2014, 
he turned things around eventually. I mean, he ended up giving up the game-winning hit in the wild card game. Not his fault. He was brought into a really tough situation, so I don't blame him for that. But uh, it was the the first month that the A's had him where he struggled a decent amount, and he he was just pulled away from his family. And you know, you understand why he was struggling. And there's no way to tell which players that's going to affect and which players are just going to be fine with it. But taking somebody out of where they are succeeding and their regular routine from where they are and moving them to a completely different place and just hoping that they're going to be you know as great or better better doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense uh, logically. So uh, I, I really prefer that the A's go the free agent route because, I mean, usually in the long run, these trades don't work out unless you win the World Series. How do you think the Cubs feel uh, about trading away Glaber Torres for uh, Aratus Chapman? Because uh, they're both on the Yankees now. And, and I mean, the Cubs got their World Series, so you, you think that they'd probably take it. But still, I mean, they also made a trade for Jose Quintana for uh, Eloy Jimenez and... Uh, Quintana was not great, so how would it, well did that one work out? He was fine that year, I guess, but he's been okay since. Um, yeah, it, it just doesn't make a lot of sense if you're going to trade away decent prospects for decent relievers. You just don't have enough time with these guys, so I don't like it in the short-term aspect. If it's a long-term asset where you're getting three or four years, go for it. Make that deal happen, but for a couple of months, no thank you. Uh, spend the $5 million in free agency, John Fisher. So in essence, all I'm saying is hopefully the A's spend just a little bit of money to revamp their bullpen this winter and avoid needing to make a desperate deadline deal at the trade deadline uh, because I would be I would have reservations about that. So uh, let me know what you guys think about these two guys. Uh, how much would you sign them for? Let us know at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter. Uh, you can also email your answers to us at LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. But uh, before I get out of here, I just wanted to say that I know things are tense outside with everything going on in the world and the country. So uh, I am just offering, if you guys need a distraction of any kind, uh, just hit me up on Twitter. I'm at by Jason B. You could also use the Locked On A's account. Uh, sometimes alerts don't show up for that one. So uh if I take a minute to get back to you, that's why I didn't see it. But uh, if you just want to talk some A's baseball, uh, reach out to me. My DMs are open on both accounts. And, uh, you know, I'll be that distraction if you guys need me to because I know that I could use one as well. So if you want to talk about some A's baseball, just let me know and uh, forget about the news cycle for a few minutes and all that stuff. So uh, that is it for me today, you guys. So I hope you guys enjoy your Thursday. And until next time, stay indoors, celebrate good times, Oakland. Keep wearing those masks and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.